This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to Warsaw Fan TV. Tonight is Fan Chat Night. Um, plenty to discuss. Our confidence is up after beating Colchester on Saturday, but um, much to discuss. Right then, let's introduce the team. We have Phil. Phil's back. Welcome back, Phil. Thank you. And um, we got Super Jack. Yeah. And uh, we got uh, Superstar Lee. Even good. Um, Darren's uh, on the way back from holiday, so he's uh, not able to join us. Uh, hopefully, Rob's going to be with us. But I think he's been delayed a little bit. So, um, first of all, um, thanks for joining us, everybody. The um, We can't get carried away with beating uh, Colchester because uh, the, their surprise result against Gillingham, a depleted Gillingham side, um, they have struggled. So, we've got much bigger games uh to play and with the uh, Salford and Swindon coming up first big question before we get on to reviewing the squad do you change the team for Saturday away to Salford we go Phil first um interesting question um we we, we were just talking before we came on air there and uh I think there's a few things to consider one you you always consider who you're playing against and whether you need to change certain players to um, counter what you're playing against. Um, I think the players that played yesterday both gave um, good accounts of themselves. And I would certainly say if I was Taylor Allen and I was dropped next Saturday, I'd be quite disappointed. Um, I thought he had a very good game. Um, I was a little bit surprised to see him um, start left-sided centre-half, but I thought he played very well. I thought he defended well, but also I thought he played some really good balls forward and uh, um, I, I thought he had a, a very good game. So if I was Taylor Allen and I was left out next Saturday, I'd be pretty disappointed. But the other side of the coin is, you know, Chris Sussie, you could argue that he he might be better defensively. His experience might um, suit the back three. Um, I personally, um, 
you know, I know that Jamil Matt did okay yesterday. He certainly did a lot better yesterday than he's done in previous games. But I personally would bring Danny Johnson back in. Um, that's my opinion. Um, I was surprised he was left out at all, to be quite honest with you. Um, and I would bring him back in. Um, but um, certainly it was it was an improved performance from Jamil Matt. Um, he offered a lot more than he has done in previous matches. Um, but I think I, I, I was surprised yesterday that neither Danny Johnson or Aramida Ote got any game time at all. And yeah. Jamil Matt he's been pushing for a start out, he hasn't he? Yeah, well, um, yeah. Let's um, let's jump on to Jack. So, um, Jack, do we change the team? Uh, I think we should bring Johnson in. I don't think he will. I think he'll keep Matting because Salford are a very physical side like Colchester are. Yeah. So, it's interesting because I didn't think yesterday was a game for Johnson. I think if if we were on top in the last 10 minutes, you'd brought him on, we probably would have got another one, but because they were on top, just wanted to shore it up a bit. Yeah. So I, it was interesting to see him left out. Oh, some some people were like annoyed he was left out. I was intrigued, and it worked. It yeah, it worked. Well, I'll take the, me, me, and, me and Phil discussed on the uh, on the match day vlog what a shock it was. Um, just uh, jumping on to uh, Lee. Is, um, do we need do we need to change the team? Then you think Saturday. I think Phil's covered it quite well there. I think usually you wouldn't change a winning team and you want to get a bit of consistency and get them partnerships going between the players that are playing. But I think also Sadler's going to look at every game as like a mini project, shall we say. And I suppose every team we'll play in League Two will come up with different problems for us. So then as you got the players, they can change to overcome them problems. So, you would probably say from the outset, no, don't change it. But I wouldn't be surprised if Hutty came in. And, and that's not taking any sin away from Taylor Allen, because I think he had a really great game Saturday. Yeah. But, he, he if, if Sadler, but if Sadler thinks Hussey is going to be better against Salford and the problems Salford could create with us, then I think he, he has to make, that's what he gets paid for, to make them decisions. And whether it turns out to be a right decision or a wrong decision, he has to stand with it. And then I think also the squad he's got together, I think some players will understand the reason why they're being taken out. You might get other teams where other players will go in a sulk and not be too happy. And I'm not saying if yeah. Taylor Allen did get took out for Chris so he wouldn't be happy. But I think that there's that closeness in the team and the squad. I think they can understand what Matt Sadler's trying to do. So I don't think it'll be an over problem. And it's a bit like our front four. I think Matt gives a lot different to what DJ does. And then obviously OT and Draper, you've you got four different strikers there that have all got, and obviously DJT as well. So obviously you've got a set of strikers that have all got a different skill set and got pros and cons against all of them. I think Sadler's trying to look at each game individually and go, right, what do I need to get a foothold in this game and, and ultimately for us to get the win. And I think that's the way he's looking at it this season. Okay, yeah. I think from, from my point of view, the fact that Taylor Allen came in and did so well, um, if Hussey's struggling in a game, he's got confidence that he can bring Taylor Allen in and he's going to do a good job. So uh, I thought that was nice. Um, just, 
Sorry, sorry. I mean, just a quick one on that. You think if Aussie's fit and available next week, does he even get a place on the on the bench? Because obviously, new signing day came on for sort of the last ten minutes, and he didn't put a foot wrong, did he? So he's got he started to get a nice problem in that he's got competition, and he got mm. a, he'll have a strong start, starting eleven, and realistically, them places on the bench, it's not just going to be oh. I'll fill it up with a couple of players. The seven players that are going to be on that bench have got to earn the right to be on that bench because then he's going to have three or four players that are going to be sitting in the stands each and every week, isn't he? Yeah, that's that's where, we, as we've mentioned before, without having a, a reserve team, where are they going to get their minutes to sort of keep fit? I know Matt Sadler mentioned at the fans' forum that they arrange friendlies and that sort of thing, but that's not the same as regular game time. Uh, in the reserves to keep you fresh and ready to go. Um, you just, we just you don't know each other. Hang on, you, you're just wobbling a bit there, Jack, on your mic. Just uh, have a look at that. We used to have a reserve team, didn't we? We did have a reserve team. It's uh, We were playing a development team last season, but they're getting hammered every week because we've got no players for it other than 16-year-olds. So no, uh, where that's fell apart a bit. Um, does um, does Matt Sadler know his best eleven? If he, I, I think he does, Simon. But again, I think it depends on who we're playing. Whether we're playing sort of a Wrexham or a Colchester, or whether we're playing sort of Morecambe or we play Swindon, I think his best eleven. It'll be the best 11 for each and every game. I don't think he's nat naturally got just the best 11 that he can play week in, week out. Because I think there's that many different types of teams in League Two. And I, and I think that's why he's got the players he's got in the squad. So when he needs to change it, he can change it. So he hasn't got to rely on certain players to play week in, week out if he doesn't think they're up to the job or they haven't got the, the skills or whatever he needs for, to win that match because that's all he's interested in at the end of the day is can he win the matches yeah so have we moved to like a, a squad system a proper squad system then uh, sorry, a while. Um, what's your say Jack there you are have you got a headphones Jack you could put in it's just wobbling uh, and we'll uh, come back the first, first time in a while we had like a squad system Okay, we'll have to come back to you on that, Jack. Um, so, if if we are going with the squad system, um, I just want to go through the players that we've got in the squad and see whether we're comfortable. Um, one thing I want to talk about as well is formations. So far, we've um, we've stuck to three five two. As uh, as Lee quite rightly said, if we're modifying the team for playing certain teams um at times does uh four four two make sense uh phil um I, th I think what we're learning as we go through is that three five two is obviously the the go-to formation that's the system that he clearly prefers um it also seems that he's um seems set that oshin mckenty is going to be in midfield rather than center half yeah, I think there's I think there's certain patterns developing about what his preferred formation and what it, the preferred position that he'd like to play certain players. Um, 
whether or not we'd be better suited to play a 4-4-2 or 4-3-3 um, remains to be seen. I think in terms of a 4-4-2, um, you'd have to sort of think about who your wide players would be. I assume, you know, looking at what we've got in the squad at the moment, you'd probably go with Knowles on the right and probably Ote on the left or maybe um, Draper possibly uh, in a 4-3-3. Um, yeah, I think again, you, you, you've got the you've got the players to be able to play that formation, um, but it certainly seems that three five two is his preferred formation. Yeah. Uh, and I think with Farkasson coming back in yesterday, um, let's get, we don't want to be swearing. Just call him the priest. The priest. He looked strong. Um, that was an impressive debut. Um, so we can see that. we can see why we got our first clean sheet with him in the team. Yeah, no, he, he, it was an impressive debut. He looks a strong player. Um, and uh, with him him on the right, Daniels in the middle, and then Hussey, Allen possibly on the left. Um, that looks a pretty strong defence. Liam Gordon, I thought, was outstanding yesterday um, yeah. and has generally started the season very well. I think there's still question marks about the right wing-back position if he does if he does play 3-5-2. I'm not convinced that that's Tom Knowles' best position. In fact, I don't think it is. Um, the midfield, I think there's options there. Um, like, um, you know, I know we've discussed about McKenzie and we'll talk about him more as what what we think his best position is, but he does give us a, more of a physical presence in midfield, wins headers and um, puts himself about well. But then I've also been quite impressed with what I've seen from Tierney. So I think there are, there are options there. There are players that can come in and I, I do think the squad is generally better than last year and we've got more options. But... Um, I think Lee's absolutely right. It, it, it depends on the, the game situation. It depends on who you're playing against as to as to how and when you switch things up. Yeah. Um, Jack, um, Jack, do you think sticking to 3-5-2 at all costs helps everybody to know what they're doing? Or do you think having the option to switch to a 4-4-2 and change things up again is uh, is the right way to go? What do you think? Oh, you got your sound off. This is like COVID times. You got your sound off. That's better. <laughs> now, <laughs> will it, I'll, I'll I'll go to Lee for that one while you sort your sound out. Um, again, I suppose like Phil's already covered it. He he sadly sort of prefers the three five two. I, I suppose you think defensively we're more stronger and then we can sort of hit teams on the counter-attack and then I suppose if you look at the, the players we've got he's probably thinking to himself the 3-5-2 fits the players where I can get the three centre-backs and the two wing-backs and I know sort of Phil's already touched on I don't think Knowles and I think Knowles will probably admit to himself he's not the best defender in the world but going forward same as Liam Gordon on the left. He gives a few extra options in the attacking. But I do think against the better sides in League Two, they will look down that right-hand side. So having Priestley back will be a big bonus because I think he can help Knowles out. And obviously there'll be the odd games where Joe Fawkes can come in because again, Joe Fawkes has really done anything wrong. I think he's just found it a little bit harder than he may have imagined that it was going to be coming from Kidderminster into Warsaw. I think he's just found it a little a, bit more physically demanding. A baptism of fire, I think, isn't it? A baptism of fire for folks. I think he's probably 
he probably needs a break, doesn't he? Well, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, exa- exactly, Simon. But again, I don't think he's done anything wrong necessarily. Where you can say, "Oh, he's not going to make it at this level." Needs time and to get used to the full-time training and and the games because uh, the games are quicker. I mean, a lot of people say sort of from league to to the national league, there's not much of a difference. But I think if you if you asked the Wrexham fans and the Knox County fans, they would say. Already, there is a difference. It's yeah. harder in League Two. You you're not necessarily getting as many easy games, and I'm not saying the National League easy because obviously you know it's hard to get out because of the way the promotion works in the National League. But I think probably there's probably five or six really good sides in the National League, and there's probably seven or eight really sort of dire sides in the National League. Where in League Two, you don't necessarily get seven or eight really bad teams, do you? Generally, no. No, well, and, and particularly this season, it's uh, it's been very strong. Um, a comment there from John Sadler: DJ has to start every week unless he's injured. He guarantees goals. Matt did well yesterday, but he should be behind DJ Draper and Alti in the pecking order. Do we? Uh, well, do we I'm, agree with that? I'm I'm going to disagree with that because no player, no player should be guaranteed their starting place because that just breeds a little bit of contempt and a little bit of. Lack of days, doesn't it? I mean, if you guaranteed your place, why are you going to try? Oh, and again, before anybody shouts me down, I'm not saying DJ doesn't doesn't try. But what I'm saying is, if you turn around to a player and they know they're guaranteed they're going to start every week, do they give it 100% every time? No. Yeah. That's, that's life, isn't it? As, 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 yeah, as things are now, I would be starting with DJ, but I I agree with Lee's sentiments 100%. Yeah. Uh, Jack, what do you think? You've got your sound off again, Jack. What's going on? That's it. You're okay now. You should be able to, you should be able to hear you now. No. We're having trouble with you today, aren't we? We're having trouble with you. Um, right then. So, I want to talk about... <laughs> He's dropped off. He's going to come back, I think. McKenty, now before Saturday, I was I wanted McKenty to go to Sadler and say, I want to play centre off, stop playing me in the middle. But after Saturday, um, I'm starting to think that maybe McKenty is gonna make a very good uh centre midfielder. What do you think? Um go Lee first. Um I think yes. But I think, again, you're going to have to have a little bit of patience with him and a little bit of time to let him get into that position fully because it's, let alone he's a, he's a professional football player, all through the age groups and everywhere he's played, he's always played centre-back, hasn't he? So, obviously, yeah. it's a new position. So, it's a new position for him. But from, what, from the games I've seen this season and every time he's played in midfield, he looks like he's enjoying it and he looks like he really... Relishes that battle and the the sort of the fight, and I think it's something that he'll each week goes by. He'll just get better and better. So I think as long as he's happy to be there, and we've got a bit of patience with him because what we're all human, we all make mistakes. He's going to have times where he's going to have the odd mistake or the odd bad game while he's learning on that yeah. that position. But I think get towards the end of the season, I think you'll see 
he's quite at home in that position. And, and like I said, I think he already looks like he's enjoying playing there. So as long as he's enjoying playing there and he's developing and he's just going to get better and better, then why not? Yeah, I think I think he's got a chance of getting there, hasn't he? There's um, there's so much competition around that area, isn't there? Um, just looking through the squad, got Joe Riley wants to play there. Um, Conley's obviously injured, Nearing's injured, um, and you've got Sturk, Ross Tierney, um, Harvey Griffiths, of course, on loan from the Wolves. He's he comes with uh, a lot of positive comments. Um, he was on, obviously, he's made a first team appearance for the Wolves. Um, so he definitely put himself about. So, um, but, but again, like we've already said, Simon, I think there'll be certain games where, and again, don't get me wrong, Ryan Sturks had a really good start to the, the season, but there might be the odd game where Sadler thinks he wants to put McKenty and Griffiths together, two big sort of lads yeah. there in the middle of the park, depending on who on who we play. And then there might be other times where he might think, and Tini, or he'll go like McKenty and Tini. I think he's got the options where he can really, if he wants to change it, he can change it. And if he wants to keep it the same, he can keep it the same. But the best thing he's got is the options. The worst thing would be is if he didn't have any options and he's got to play. Because for the last think... couple of seasons, let's be let's be honest, the last couple of seasons, everybody knew who was going to be starting in the, the midfield because we we didn't have nobody else, did we? Let's face it. Not, where this season, nice got he's got options. It's nice that, yeah, it's nice that we've got options. I think if Ryan Sturt didn't play, um, while Brandon Comley and Jack Earing are both out, I don't know who would really slip in there because I don't think McKenty maybe he would need to slip in there, but who would you put there? Tierney perhaps. I, um, I think I, I think first of all on on Ryan Sturk, um, I think he's making that position his own with each game that goes by. I've been really impressed with him since he's come in. Um, I think he's been one of our best players so far this season, and I think there's a there's a hell of a lot of potential there. Um, as far as McKenzie as a midfielder is concerned, um, <clears throat> my own opinion is is that I think centre half is his better position but I can see the job that he does in midfield. Um, it's Again, as we've already said, it's good that you've got people who are versatile, but um, I, I personally think he's, his better position is, is centre-half, um, but I see the job that he does. Um, on the games that we've had this season, I think the most fluid um, our midfielders looked this season um, was in the game at Crewe, when we had, um, <coughs> we had Sturk, Tierney and Hutchinson as the three in midfield. And McKenzie was the right-sided centre-half. Um, I thought for the first hour, 65 minutes of crew, until we changed things up and rather threw things away a little bit. Um, that's another story. Um, I, I thought that was the, the best our midfield look this season. Um, yeah. But, uh, again, it, it, you know, again, I think Lee's right. It comes down to different factors, who you're playing against, what, uh, what combinations you want to put against different teams. But... Um, for me, Oshin McKenzie, you know, as we discussed yesterday before the game, Simon, he, he came through Newcastle's academy as a centre-half. He played, for, <laughs> yeah. he played for Ireland under-21s as a centre-half. We signed him as a centre-half. Um, and I think that is his best position. 
but I, yeah. I can see the job that he does in midfield. You know, he, I, I'm not saying he's he's useless in midfield by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's Matt Sandler's project, isn't he? Yeah. Well, it was Richard O'Kelly originally, wasn't it? Who suggested it? Mm. How was he? Yeah, he's, it was it was a Richard yeah, O'Kelly was. idea. And it, yeah, it was. I think it, it, it's got a good chance of working. If, it, if it, you're it, thinking it, it, about half time, if if you're thinking about three, if our three in midfield were Stirk, Tierney, and Riley, or Stirk, Tierney, and Hutch, none of them have got any height. Mm. Yeah, that, that's that. As I said earlier on, that is that is the one thing he does give you in midfield: a bit of physical presence, a bit of height. He won, he won some important headers yesterday. Um, um, and How yeah. did he get booked? I don't know. Yeah, he always sells quite close to the wind on that one, doesn't he? Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> if his name was Labadee, he'd have been sent off in every game. <laughs> <he's been>. Yeah. <laughs> um, a comment here from Keith <laughs> Shepherd. A comment here from Keith Shepherd. Griffiths is the real deal. He'll become best CDM at the club for sure. Yeah. Well, I've never seen him play. I can't comment. I hope that's right, but I've never seen the kid play, so I can't comment. So, um, so maybe he is he's the backup for Sturk then, perhaps. Well, he's the he, he, he was he's a CDM in the box to box, so box to box midfielder. Yeah, he's a I think like we've already said, Simon. Yeah. A lot, lot we've already said. It's going to be interesting, like when Sadler names his starting eleven and then on the bench. Because if uh, Griffiths can't get in the starting eleven, he's on the bench. When he, if he gets the chance to come on for the last twenty minutes of a game and he impresses, then obviously he's more of a headache, then doesn't he? Because he's like, then yeah. people will be going, he should be starting. But like we already know, there's only going to be three people starting that midfield, and if we've got sort of six, seven midfielders. <laughs> Maths is alien to us. Four of them are going to be a little bit disappointed. It is weird. Well, it is. It is, but but then the, the sort of downside to that is: Are you going to keep all the players going through the season, or are one or two going to start getting a little bit grumpy? That's that's the whole key of keeping the squad happy, keeping the team going forward. Yeah. But the best way and of doing that is to win games. Yeah, yeah. I can see Jackie. Well, yeah, there is that as well. Jack Earing, yeah, Jack Earing's not going to go sniff at the team, is he? I can see him leaving in January, possibly on loan, but I don't think he gets into this team. I think he got six month contract, I think. So he's yeah. only contracted till January. Well, it depends. Well, but that means he'll be back in the next couple of months then, because he'll have a chance to impress. Yeah. Um, just one comment there. I, I, wanna, I just want to mention before we lose it. Um, I'd like to see D Jamil Matt and DJ up front. I think that would work. You know, Draper, um, he does get himself out and about, but um, he's still young, um, and he was uh, running out of gas on uh, Saturday. So maybe Draper off the bench and Steve. starting with DJ and Matt. I think I think that's one of the understatements of the year that he run out of gas. He could barely walk for the last ten minutes, maybe. <laughs> how, how, how he lasted ninety minutes yesterday, and and I do, and I think on a more serious point, I think that's one thing that um, I've got a little bit um, frustrated with Sadler in certain games. Is I don't think his his use of substitutions has been particularly brilliant, and I think that's led into 
certain situations where we haven't managed games particularly well. Um, again, in the second half yesterday, we were dropping further and further back as the second half went on and we were inviting them on. And um, for the last 10, 15 minutes of the game yesterday, um, we were effectively playing with, with nine men. Because Freddie Draper was absolutely shot to pieces, yeah, and I'm yeah. not—that's not me having to go at the kicks. I like him. I think he's a really—I think he's a good signing, and you know he runs himself into the ground. But he was absolutely shot to pieces for the last 10, 15 minutes yeah. yesterday. He should have been taken off, whether that was whether that was for DJ or for Ote, and I think McKenzie as well was struggling for the last ten minutes or so as well. Yeah. Um, but I think when. When Knowles went down injured, he just made the like-for-like -like substitution when he brought Riley on for him. But that was because that was his, his third substitution that he'd made, um, the third stoppage. Of the, he couldn't make any further changes. And I think, no, that's, you can make five subs. You can make yeah. five subs, Brennan. You've only got three options, yeah. three uh, changes, yeah. times, so, haven't you? So I think he probably should have given himself a moment when Knowles went down just to, just to think, well, Draper's knackered. McKenty's knackered. I need to. I need to get some fresh legs on, yeah. and I think that that counted against us in the last 10, 15 minutes yesterday. Yeah. Um. Nice comment there from uh, Blicky. McKenty, very good centre mid. He's tall, strong, can be a nuisance for their midfield. You definitely need somebody who's going to change that up. T as good as Tierney is, he's not got the strength and uh, size to be intimidating, has he? You know what I mean? Um, oh, that's the same I've gone again. Hang on. Uh, oh, Ross Tierney uh, creates a lot of chances, always seems to get a foul. Looks very good forward play, forward thinking player. So maybe he is more of a cover for Hutch, perhaps. Yeah, I think, I, I, think, I, I think so. I think that's probably, if you, if you look at the squad at the moment, what we've got, if you discount the sort of players that are out injured, you've virtually got two players for every position. I mean, the sort of right wing back at the moment is, is like Joe Fawkes and Tommy Knowles. And then, like, over the back, you've got, obviously, um, Priestley, Daniels, Hussey. But then, obviously, you've got Taylor Allen, you've got Williams, and you've got Dave. And then, obviously, yeah. on the left-hand side for Gordon, possibly sort of either OT, which I don't think he would be that good there but obviously Taylor Allen can do that and then obviously in midfield you've got the six midfield players so it's any sort of three from them six and then up top we've got five to go into the two starting positions at the moment but like I'm, we've I'm already said used, I'm still getting used to this having options but, it is, but again maybe option, option off the bench is normally a 15 year old isn't it well yes but, but maybe going forward into the further into the season We've already touched on it. Maybe we'll change the formations for some games and maybe we will do a 4-3-3 and then you can have like three, like with either DJ or Matt down the middle, Draper on the one side and Oroti and DJT on the other. And I think once we're up and running properly into the season, because we've only done eight games, six in the league and the two cup games, I once yeah. probably Sadler's got sort of 15, 20 games under his belt and he's more confident with the players and he, he he knows what he's going to expect from the players maybe then you you'll see little tweaks in the formation yeah well I, I i did speak to matt sadler after the fans forum and uh i did say what are you going to be uh using four at the back and uh he did say that he would be doing that 
just uh, when it when it sort of fit for him really um which if if uh, the priest wasn't fit i think he probably would have gone four at the back i think perhaps unless uh, joe Fouts is carrying an injury um quick little question here i think we all know the answer um who's better stirk or kinsella stirk stirk um kinsella wasn't even in the uh didn't even make the 18 um uh, for swindon that's a, that's a it's probably Simon. Simon is age three on page apply contracts, and since they've got no money, they couldn't afford to play him. Oh dear, they are in a mess, aren't they? Oh dear. Well, we'll, we'll find it. We'll find out in two weeks' time. Let's not warn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, we've got to after next. So it's not. Uh, yeah. Watch him score. Watch him score. Yeah, he's good what three times for us in what five years? Yeah. You're saying like Jack, Jack, I might be kicking you off in a minute. You're sounding like a Dalek. <laughs> oh, you have to get your mic sorted or something. <clears throat> um right then, uh, new comment. Let's have a look. Hutch was quality on Saturday. We all know he's a goal threat. But his link-up play was the best I've seen of him. Um, if he did more consistently, we'd have a top-class player on our hands. If he did it more, if he did it more consistently, he wouldn't be playing for Warsaw. <laughs> and, and I don't mean that. In it. That that is no. He's absolutely right. That is that that is always the the frustration with Hutch. Um, we yeah. all know how good he can be on his best day, but we all know how frustrating he can be on his on his worst day. Um, if he does get more consistency. Then yeah, uh, but yeah, he, no, he was he was good yesterday, and it was a obviously a great strike for the goal. Um, one of the few one of the few players in the team he's got the ability to produce a, a quality moment like that. Um, but yeah, I think I, I would say if he was more consistent, we we would really struggle to keep him. Um, Ronan Mayer, is he uh, is he destined to stay at Rushall for the season? Because I can't see how he'd get in the team. Um, I think yes and no, Simon. I think it all depends on how he's getting on at Rushall. As we understand it, he's coming back and training with Walsall during the week. And then obviously when Rushall are doing their training, he's doing that. And then he's playing the games or being able to play the games for Rushall. Now, if that continues and he's happy and he's getting enough game time and he's playing a decent level and Rushall are happy with him and Walsall are happy with his progress then I can't see any harm in him stopping there all season and then perhaps towards the end of next season when the Irish Premier League starts again maybe Normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare it pays to be extra and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Going over to Drogheda for a few months. That'll just help yeah. finish finish his experience off. Yeah. I think if, um, as we said before, Ross Tierney is probably is the backup for Hutch. Um, if Ross Tierney went back, then uh, we'd be pulling Ram um, back, I'd have thought. Well, again, he's got options there, hasn't he? Simon, like you said, if, if Motherwell want Ross Tierney back in January because they think he's not got enough game time or... Or they want him back because they want him in their first team. Obviously, then we can either look in the market to bring somebody else in, or if Rams ready, or Sadler thinks Rams ready, you can bring him back. So again, it's having them options, which again we're not used to, are we? But it's nice to have that. <laughs> I think I think in the short term, it's it's good for Ram to be playing regular football, men's football um, for Rushall, um, and from what I've heard. Um, he's he's had a pretty good start there. I think they're they're quite happy with what he's done so far, and I think he got yeah. you know he got man of the match in one of his early games for them. He got man of the match yeah. in his first game. Um, yeah. Did well in the second game, and then I think he, he got a bit of a knock, so right. uh, he only came on last five minutes uh, on Saturday. But um, it's be, short term, I think it's going to be good for him to play regular football. Um, but the reason we're doing that is obviously to get him more prepared for the rigours of week-to-week league football. So yeah. whenever he does come back, whether it's January or whether it's the start of next season, um, he does need more game time then, whether it's, you know, even if that's just coming off the bench more regularly. Because um, there's a there's a player there. I think, you know, we, we, he's had a couple of cameos this season. He did well when he came on at Blackburn, obviously got his first senior goal. Um, yeah. And he, he, um, he played against Brighton as well, didn't he, in the... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and he had a he had a he had a good first half. He faded out a little bit in the second half, but he showed some good touches in the in the first half. So he's he's got some, he's, what we all he's got he's got ability, um, and hopefully when he does come back, he'll be, um, yeah, toughened up a bit and ready to go. So um, where if for Warsaw to make top seven, I asked this at the fans forum and I got a bit of a political answer, but um. What's what does our squad need to uh, get us into the top seven, or have we got that already? Um, if I'm being overcritical, and I think it's only a slight negative, I think it's our right wing back area. I think yeah. if we got, and again, you don't get many dedicated right wing backs, do you? Because you're either a right right winger or a, a right back. Sort yeah. of a right wing back is a is a specialty sort. Of, I think anyway, but, and there's not that many right wing backs knocking about the leagues. But I think if we got somebody who was more comfortable playing right wing back, I think the balance of the team would be a lot better. Yeah, uh, I think we would be a genuine threat for the top seven. I think Matt Sadler really loves uh, Tommy Knowles and uh, Alshin McKenty. Um, yeah, don't get me don't, and don't get me wrong, Simon. He's 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 not doing nothing drastically wrong. I just think, and he's probably he'll probably put his hands up to this himself on the defensive side. If he was up against a left winger or a left wing back who was attacking him more, I think he would. I'm not going to say struggle, struggle, but I think he'd get 
found out a little bit easier. He's, yeah. he's great when he's going forward and he can push their sort of wing back or their winger back to defend. But I think if he came up somebody who was, I think if he came up against like Liam Gordon, if he was playing against Liam Gordon, I think Liam Gordon would have him on toast most times. Yeah. Mm. And I think as well, Oshin McKenty is still learning that role. So um, I think he can get picked about in the middle there. Yeah. I think I, I agree with Lee. I think right wing back is, is, um, is an area that we would need to strengthen. Um, I think uh, it's not necessarily down to the, the, the players. Um, I think one of the things we need to we need to improve, and I, I touched upon it earlier on, is our game management. When, when particularly yeah. when we're in, we're, particularly when we're in front. I mean, take the crew game for example. We were completely in control of that game. We, we'd been, you know, for the first hour, they'd not had a sniff. We should have been more. We should have been more than two goals in front for a start off. Yeah. And then they scored that goal, got it back to 2-1, and the whole thing changed. We, we, it seemed like he panicked a little bit. He made a few substitutions. He changed the shape. We just kept dropping further and further and further back, just inviting them on, letting them put balls into our box. And eventually that's how the, the equaliser came. And that's not the only game that that's happened. Um, yeah, on, it happened on Saturday. I think it happened yesterday. Yeah, and, tactically, and I, tactically yeah. we were we we're out thought on Saturday, but we got away with it, didn't we? So yeah, I mean, you know, Owen Evans made one bloody great save. To be honest, the one from the from the free kick, which he he turned around the post. So you know, on another day that could have gone in, could have been a different story. So I I think it's as much about that as it is about anything else. We we've, we've got to be better at managing games. I think certain substitutions have not helped. Um, and I think, um, like yesterday, I've already mentioned about the fact that certain players stayed on who were who were done and were, weren't contributing anything. So it's as much about that for anything as as, as anything as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, not necessarily the, the playing personnel. It's how we manage games, particularly when we're in the lead and not inviting teams onto us to um, to yeah. yeah. I, I think you I think you bang on there, Phil, especially yesterday because. Obviously, Colchester could see they weren't getting much joy. And so I think it was about the 35th, 36th minute, Ben Garner made that substitution where he took off the midfielder and he brought yeah. on the smaller seven, number 17. And as soon as yeah. he came on, seven, he got the Jay, ball. Yeah. yeah, number seven, sorry. But he took off a bigger guy because he probably thought, going up against Warsaw, he probably thought, I'll go a bit more physical. So we, he wasn't getting anything out of that. So he made the change. But that number seven on and he started getting on the ball a bit more he started getting culture to play a bit more and I think that's where like you've already said Phil I think that's something Matt Salah's got to learn especially with the five subs we're going to come across teams that after sort of 30 minutes 40 minutes they might go this isn't working and I'll make a tactical change and then Matt Salah's got to look at it and go are we still in the game if not I've got to make a change now and don't be scared to make them changes I think sometimes he's a little bit Shell oil, shine time, sort of thing, which is understandable because he's he's new to the job as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Lee, what what's Gary Waddock's role? Because he's supposed to be doing that. He's the experience. Well, he is, but sort of midway through a game, do you really want your assistants going gaffer? Have you seen what they're doing? Sort of thing. It's it's. A, I, I don't know what their sort of relationships like. You know what I mean? It's hard sometimes, isn't it? You, You've worked in industries before, Simon. If something happens, how confident is he to say something? And then how confident is Sadler to take yeah. it on board and, and do it? 
he wants to make his own decisions. And I know sort of he's got not just Waddock, but he's got obviously Boyfield and he's got Watson there. And it's a whole sort of team behind him that are helping him. But end of the day, he's got to make the final decision, hasn't he? And, and yeah. you would think with the amount of games he's played in his career and the amount of coaching he's done, he could see that was happening and he could make that change himself. But so, and that's perhaps the biggest concern. I think when Gabriel Sutton was putting together his uh, predictions for the the division, um, he placed Warsaw where they were partly because of an inexperienced manager, and that could very well hold us back. That could very well hold us back there. Yeah. I um, mean, if if, if you take the, um, take the last three seasons, I mean, we've we've literally improved by one point a season, haven't we, for the last three seasons? I think the last three seasons, it's been 53, 54, 55 points. So to get into the playoffs, you've suddenly got to go from a, a one-point improvement to a 21, 22-point improvement. So it's a big jump to go from where we were for the last few seasons to being in the playoffs. Have we got enough in the squad to do that at the moment? I'm not sure. I would I would say probably not. Um and again, I think the fact that we have got an, an inexperienced manager would, would would go into that. But if we're talking a bit longer term, um, I think that the, the ingredients are starting to be put together for a decent squad. And I think, you know, tweaking a few areas and, and, and strengthening a few areas. And we aren't going to be far off, I don't no. think. I, I, think... Know, I, know we're a, I know we're a long way off it, Phil. But I think come towards the end of December just before the January transfer window comes open. I think if we're within striking distance, I think Trevella could, I'm not going to say gamble, but I think they could turn around to Sadler and say, do you need X, Y and Z? And if Sadler goes, <laughs> yeah, I think they will back him. And I think that could be a yeah. difference as well this year. So yeah. if we can keep within sort of range come sort of Christmas time, I think Trevella will go, well, you can have a couple of more players and that could be the difference then, couldn't it? Like it always is every year. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, my, my friend Adam always says, you judge Walsall by what, by what they do in January <laughs> and that could probably be uh, the same again. Um, David Tonkinson's put a mention on there, Kieran Sadlier, he's he's destined for Walsall with a name like that, has been released <laughs> by Bolton and he's a, he's a, a right wing back. Um, so that's a player who's available now. So we're, we can still sign players if they're out of contract, can't we? Yeah, we can, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's possible. So um, maybe, I think as far as right wing back cover, that's the only area where we haven't got cover, isn't it? And, and yeah, unless you're talking folks as the cover. I mean, you've got folks, you've got folks and Noel, you've got, well, you've got folks, Knowles and Riley who can all do a job in that position, but I don't, Think I think folks is a right back, not a right wing back. Um, I think Riley is, I would say, is a midfielder who can do a job there if you need him to. And Tom Knowles for me is a is a forward player, right, a, a winger yeah. rather than a wing back. So I don't think either of them completely fit the complete that um, position. Um, so. So we think with uh, Matt Sadler, obviously very young and that very young and uh, new to it and all that business. But but Dean Smith, Dean Smith was and uh, he came with his own philosophy, and um, and made the difference. 
And we're definitely playing better football. It's chalk and cheese compared to last season. Definitely, definitely. It's more positive from the games I've seen, even from pre-season, the cup games and the league games. We're being more positive. It's just them times in the games where the team gets on top and we start, I won't say look like we're going to crack, but we do sort of look like we are creaking a little bit. But obviously having Daniels and Priestley now and obviously Hussey, that should, shouldn't happen so much. Because then... Stop, yeah. Yeah, because like we we just talked about Ryan Sturk, how he's had a really good start to the season, but we forget he hasn't done fifty appearances yet, has he? I mean, you go across that, especially the midfield. Well, you None of them. you go across you go across that midfield, and even McKenty hasn't got fifty appearances in midfield. I think no, he's he only, only, he got forty three, forty three. Yeah, but, but most of them he played a centre back, hasn't he, Simon? Not in midfield. Uh, all but about so, six. Yeah, so if. <laughs> If you if you look at it that way, our midfield is not the most experienced, but it's supposed to be babes. Well, it is, but <laughs> again, they are only going to get better. So if you keep getting better, even if it's only by a couple of percent each week, we should be in for a good season. I mean, yeah, time will tell, won't it? I mean, all we got to do is keep, keep getting the wins. I mean, if we get on a bit of a streak where we could get a few wins, as long as we don't go on a a mad streak like we did last season where we couldn't win in 20 games. Yeah. Then if, we, if that doesn't happen again, we, we are going to be better. We could be 10, 15 points better just by not doing that. Well, yeah. as, as Phil quite rightly says, it's, it's a big improvement in points we need. But there were so many games last season that we lost late on. Um, games, we drew so many games, converting a portion of those into wins and converting some of those yeah. defeats to draws. It, and um, and there we are. We're sort of up where we were belong sort of thing. The, the other thing that needs to dramatically improve if we're going to get anywhere near is our away form. Um, I mean, I know that we've got... Um, is it just the one point away this season at Crewe? Um, yeah. The other two were defeats. Um, and I think, I, I'm, I think I'm right in saying our last... Away winning the league was Swindon um, last yeah. Christmas. Last year. Um, that was the 28th December, I think. Yeah, uh, last that, year. That, that was our last away win. Um, so if we're going again, if we're going to do anything, we can get anywhere near. Um, we've got to improve our away form, and we've got three tough away games coming up um, before the end of this month. We've got to go to Salford, then Swindon, and then Bradford. Um, so if again, that's going to be a good test for the team and a good test for Sadler to see how much we are coming on to see what we get from those games. We've definitely got to get the monkey off our back with the away, the away performances. Yeah. I mean, you I know, mean, I'd, I'd look at Salford next week. I mean, they've not had a particularly good start to the season. They're below... No, no, four yesterday, apparently. Don't got anything to worry about going there next week. I think we should be looking to get a result there next yeah. week. Uh, Swindon away, and then, obviously, but, but again, I don't think Bradford had a particularly good start either, have no, they? Bradford below us at the minute. Yeah, yeah. so that's... So, I mean, although on paper they might look like you know, tough games or whatever. But, you know, if we're going to do anything this season, our away form has got to improve and we've got to start yeah. picking more more games, uh, more points away from home. Yeah, I think it's the away... Home form last season was pretty good, wasn't it? And uh, it's... But as you say, game management. The thing it my My feelings when we came out on uh, yesterday was 
Warsaw are just not used to winning. Do you know when you get that winning mentality, you know it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and when when you when people are trying to put you under the cosh, you're more comfortable. You're like, yeah, we can see this out. We're fine. And it's just building that winning mentality, which only comes with winning games. So until you do that, like the the crew game was typical. We hadn't won away from home all year, and then we two nil up, and it's almost like it's just that lack of belief. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. the team spirit, the team spirit and or group teams squad spirit that Matt Sadler is working with and uh, working on developing, that's gonna help build that build that momentum for the whole squad. So when the wins do start coming, we hope, um, the confidence will build from that and help us to get over the line easier. Say it quietly, Simon. Say it quietly. We only probably need another 22 wins and we've got a good chance of being in the top seven. <laughs> another 22 wins. Well, that'll do us, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like that, yeah. <laughs> We've got um, Aussie. Aussie's um, giving a bit of realism or a bit of negativity, I think. Uh, you can't expect to get out of this league with a manager in his first job. I think... Well, I Aussie, think... There, I think, I think there you, are many I examples... Think... I think if he goes, I think if I think if he goes back and has a look at some of the teams that have been promoted out of this league, you might find that some of their managers were first-time managers as well. Um, the Forest Green Rovers, Edwards, that was his first job. Yes, exactly. Um, and they sort of yeah, they didn't just get yeah. out the they didn't just get out the league. They got out of the league quite easy, didn't they? Yeah. So uh, I think Aussie. Um, hang on, Aussie's come back with another comment. One second. It's not, it's not, we're not used to winning, Simon. The tactics are so poor, we run out of ideas every game. If it wasn't for a scream, a screamer, we wouldn't have scored and we're still playing now. Yeah, I think well, I understand what you're saying, but I think it's the. I get, the I get where you're coming from, apparently. but, but um, didn't like Matt have his header that the goalkeeper saved and then Draper had his overhead kick that. Click the outside of the post. It what it, it's again. It's not like we were only having one or two chances in the game. I think in that first half, I think somebody showed me on the BBC web page. I think we had seven shots at goal and we had five on target. Yeah, I think. Sorry, Simon. I said yesterday. I think there was a, there was a lot of good approach play yesterday. We got into a lot of good areas, but the final ball let us down yesterday. Um, I think from as 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 good as. Um, the wing-backs were, yes, particularly Liam Gordon. Um, there was a few times where they got into good positions and didn't perhaps find somebody with a cross. There was a few times yeah. where the final ball could have been a bit, could have been better. But there was there was some good approach play up to that point. But yeah, I mean, particularly in the second half yesterday, I can't remember us creating a, many chances. I mean, obviously the, there was the disallowed goal from the from the free kick and then Hutch's screamer. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, the final ball could have been. Better. Yeah, yes, but but, but yeah, saying yeah. that, Phil, sort of, sort of after Daniel's sort of offside goal, I think about five minutes later, a similar cross come over and he got his head on it again and he just dropped the other side of the yeah. the post. Yeah, so just, just Dan, Daniel's could have had, yeah, yeah, Daniel's could have had a had two goals himself yesterday. Yeah, yeah. which is which is different to last year. I mean, there was a run of games last year. I think I said to you, Simon, 
I added it up. It, I think we went in about seven games, and out of the seven games, I think we only had about four four attempts at goal out of the seven <laughs> games. Do you remember when I said to you? Yeah, I do. I do. It is. It is much better. I think. Obviously, oh, as, yeah. as, as Sadler's fans, we've gone through some torture. But I mean, sometimes you have to sort of step back and look, and it is better this season. Like as as you say, Lee, last season it was like trying to get to 10 shots, how many games you want to count sort of thing. And um, we had 16 shots yesterday, seven on target. Like, that's that's a much better, oh, that's a much better uh, run, de isn't it? Definitely um, better to watch. And you can see that they're, they're trying to play more football. Yeah, that's 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 without, without doubt, yeah. I'm just looking, sorry, just smiling at that comment that's just come up there from... I hope Bash Taylor plays as we play Bradford, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you now, if Ash Taylor plays, Freddie Draper's getting a hat-trick. Freddie, <laughs> yeah. Freddie Draper would absolutely rip Ash Taylor to pieces. Ash Taylor yeah. would not know which no. way he was going. I think I'm DJ, to be honest. Um, well, anybody? Um, I think even Matt, yeah. I think even Matt would. Um, away from home, away from home, we, now we had... A, problems against Wrexham but we had 12 shots and five on target against Wrexham like bear in mind where we've come from from last season that is a significant change to last season but I think as as we've sort of said and sort of the harsh reality it is it's not the players it's game management uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think as well in the, the Wrexham game in particular, there was a couple of you know bad individ, individual errors for for a couple of the goals. Um, I know yeah. there was the Hussey sort of looped that header up in the air, um, and then um, uh, folks shanked that clearance didn't he, for the um, for the for yeah. the fourth goal straight to the straight to the player. Um, and Matt Sadler talked a lot didn't he about cutting out individual errors um, in key situations. But again, that all comes into that game management process is you know keeping your concentration making sure you don't make you know silly errors at silly times i mean a, a classic one for me yesterday when we're talking about um when we're talking about game management um in injury time yesterday um uh, douglas james taylor had the ball about sort of 20 25 yards out and he shot and the ball went straight yeah hands now that is the, the i screamed at that the i screamed at that, that situation because um, the keeper rolled the ball out, they broke and they got a corner, which could, you know, could easily have led to an equaliser. Get the ball in the corner, or if you're going to shoot, put it in row, put it in row Z, so at least you've got time to sort of get back and reach. <laughs> the, the, last, the last thing you do in that situation is put the ball into the goalkeeper's hands so they can, yeah. they can break from there. So it's little things like that that we just need to be a little bit cuter with. And, and um, I think in fairness to Douglas James Taylor, I think he hasn't had much game time. And uh, he's desperate to impress. Yeah. But and being a young lad, and it's it's experience again, isn't it? Like we've got more years behind us, and we know that was the right thing to do. From his point of view, he's thinking, actually, I've got a side to go here. This is my chance to impress. And um, he didn't hit his shot very well, in fairness. Yeah. But to Matt Sadler taking it into a corner and running down thirty seconds, yeah, would have gained him much more appreciation. Because yeah. we know how tough it is to see games out. So yeah. he's emphasised there the fact that he's inexperienced and he doesn't know how to sit out the game. 
Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's something that will improve over the course of the season anyway, Simon. I think getting that first clean sheet yesterday was important because we can't yeah. go like play eight games and not keep a clean sheet and it goes on further and further. That'll just breed more confidence. And you could see even I thought Owen Evans was a lot better yesterday because I think he was more confident with Priestley, Daniels and Allen in front of him. So yeah. he yeah. was more assured. When when he was coming for the ball, he knew he was coming. And it also, if he knew Daniels and Priestley were dealing with the ball, he let them de- deal with it. So you can see how them sort of relationships are just going to get better week after yeah. week. And we should be more solid in, in defence. Obviously, there's going to be games where we can see goals because it always happens. But I can see us being more tighter now in the back. And hopefully we're not conceding two and three goals a game. Because obviously you keep a clean sheet, you're always guaranteed to take something out of the game. And then you get like a, a wonder strike like Hutchinson yesterday and then you can win the game, can't you? Yeah. yeah. I think it's it's definitely clean sheets are going to be start appearing now. We've got the Priest overseeing, uh, overseeing things there. The priest and Donovan Daniels, absolutely excellent. And um, as we say, Taylor Allen, he was excellent yesterday. And Chris Hussey, he's, uh, he made a couple of mistakes, but he's a good guy to have in there as well. It's um, Do we dare look up? When do you think we'll finish, um, Phil? I've <laughs> always asked this. I'm, no, I don't know, mate. Look. Uh, Are we I'm... just enjoying watching attacking football? Is that yeah. what I mean? Look, I think I can't remember what I said last time you asked me. I think I might have said like ninth or tenth or something like that. The, the honest answer is I'm still not sure. I think this that um we you know Matt Sadler's still finding his feet a little bit. You know, there's still um you know certain um certain players that are still you know bedding in and developing and stuff. But um I would be um extremely disappointed if we didn't finish higher than last season. I think the ingredients are there for us yeah. to do better than last season. Um, but like I say, I'm, I'm not still not totally convinced we've got enough in the squad as it is now to get up, up into the playoffs. Um, so as things stand, I'd probably stick with my original prediction some, somewhere somewhere around the ninth, tenth. the bottom end of the top half of the table, I would say. Um, it, I suppose now. it all depends, it all depends on whether we can start getting points and winning away from home. Lee, yeah, what's your thoughts at the mini? Well, you know what I'm going to say, Simon, because I say it every single time. If you're not going to win the league, what's the point? So let's go and win it. But on a serious, <laughs> but on, oh, <laughs> Phil, Phil always loses that one. But on a serious note, I would hope that with the extra quality we got in the team, and I know Matt Sadler's and the inexperienced, yeah. I think we should be aiming for at least ten points better than we were last season, yeah. maybe fifteen. So. Sort of last season we were sort of fifty five. I'll be disappointed if we got less than sixty five. I, I would hope we get between that sixty five and seventy. Yeah. Is that enough to get a top seven place? Probably not quite, but yeah. you never know this season because I think there's going to be a lot of teams that will win games and a lot of teams that will lose games as we've already seen. So it'll be interesting. Obviously, we'll take the next five six games and see where we are after that, but. I would be yeah. disappointed if we weren't at least 10 points better off than last season, at least. I think, from my point of view, obviously want to see us back into League One. Um, and maybe that's a two-year thing. But I will be happy if we're challenging for the playoffs. 
So if if we're any obviously if we're in the playoffs, that's excellent. But I mean, if we're in at the end of the season, if we're still in and challenging for the playoffs in the last game of the season, then I think it's been a really good season. Um, I still want seventh, and I want to have some playoff fun. But, uh, but we can't always have what we want. Can we? <laughs> we can't always have what we want. But um, I, th- I think from Travella's point of view, they've um, they've done what they said that they'd do. They've um, they've supported the manager. Um, some would say it's a cheap appointment. Um, but Matt Sadler does know the club very well. He knows all the players that were already here. He knows the structure of everything. So, would he, would Graham Alexander have been a better manager to bring in? Would he have bought the uh, the champagne football that we've uh, started seeing? We will never know, will we? We will never know. Yeah. But um, it's it's strange when managers that could have been here are in the same division, um, and obviously with the. Um, Mike Flynn. Um, yeah. If he, it's, uh, it's always interesting to see, you know, what happens with, with other managers, past managers, because, I mean, you've, you've obviously got, you've got Matty Taylor, who's at Shrewsbury. Yeah. You've got Michael Flynn, who's at Swindon. Um, and obviously, we, we saw what happened with, with Daryl Clark at Port Vale. So, it's always interesting to see how managers that we've had here, how they get on when they go elsewhere, because um, it can maybe um, lead you to think that, you know, there might be deeper problems at the club rather than just with the manager. But I prefer just to concentrate on the here and now. You know, whatever whatever you yeah, think yeah. of Sadler's appointment, he's the person that they've gone with and, and I'm, I'm prepared to sit tight for a bit and, and, and back him and see how he gets on. Um, I know, I, I know yeah. full well that he wasn't everybody's first choice. I, that was patently obvious. Um, and I understand that, you know, why some people criticised the appointment and said that it, it did look like the cheap option. But whatever you think, that that's the that's what that's the the decision that's been made. And I'm as I say, I'm prepared to sit tight for now and, and see how see how things develop up to Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Um Dave Tonkinson, this is sort of like a, a final message really. I like I like this. The football we craved is there. Seven points from nine at home. Just need to sort the away form now. And uh, everything. Well, well, yeah, that's true. Because if you think about it, Simon Morecambe, realistically, we should have got away with a draw. Really, you, if you want to be really critical, you could, you could have said we should have won that game. But worst case scenario, we should have got a draw, and we ended up with nothing. Crew, we should have ended up with the three points, and we ended up with one. So there, just out of them two games, there's like four points you could say we could be better off. And if we had an extra four points now, where would we be? That's right. And and even, even Rexham away, Rexham away ended badly. But when Sturk hit the, uh, hit the angle early in the yeah. second half, if that goes in, then... Um, oh. Totally Who knows what could happen there. So yeah. we could we could be sitting here now thinking four points better off than what we are. I think if we had them extra four points, I think that would have put us second. Yeah, absolutely. I think I've I've, I've been to all the games so far this season, and every, in every game this season, we've had a period of the game where we've been on top in every yeah. game, and that includes Wrexham away. We've had periods of the game where we've we've been on top and we've looked good, but we've also had periods of the game where we've 
not looked so good and we've, we've, we've looked a little bit ragged at certain points. When we get a little bit more consistency and a bit more settled, um, then I would expect to see us, um, you know, dominate a few more games or be better for longer periods of the game as, as things develop. Yeah. I think we're a work in progress, aren't we, at the minute? But it's how quickly they can pull it all together. It's a positive positive work in progress, though, Simon, because I think there's a lot more positives than negatives at the moment. Well, it's better than last last season, and it's better than the season before, and it's better than the season before. It's the best football we've seen at Warsaw for a long time. Yeah, uh, it is. It's nice that we're scoring goals and uh, looking like we're going to win games. And uh, now we've got the Priest... (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, overseeing the defence um, clean sheets will be delivered can I, on, can I just uh, hang on hang on hang on can I just say one more thing before we go yeah go on uh, obviously Saturday we got a win and we got a clean sheet and that was all because Daz Fellows wasn't there so Daz you've got to get back <laughs> on your fa- you got to get back on your ferry on Saturday because we, we, when he wasn't there we'd be able to keep a clean sheet and win a game so Daz has got to get back on his ferry well, uh, I've got my tickets for Salford. Have you? Everybody yes. watching? Uh, we're going to be yeah. there. I'll Here's be there. Stephen cheering us on. And uh, hopefully, three points away from home. That would be uh, pretty special, wouldn't it? Right then. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks for listening. Wolves Fan TV, the Join the Pain podcast. Um, the joy. Is it going to return? We certainly hope so. Um, thanks to Phil. Thanks to Lee. Thanks to Jack. I know he had some connection problems. And Rob. I don't know what happened with Rob, but we get him on next time and we'll have Darren back. So we're uh, excellent. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. See ya. Oh, the j- Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.